I once dated a Macedonian. <laughs> so how was that? It was Greek to me. <laughs> we know that OJ just signed up for Twitter. <laughs> oh, did he? Yeah, put a video up. He said, this is going to be all kinds of fun. He said, the gloves are off. <laughs> <laughs> Glove didn't fit. Dr. Tar. This is Professor Feather. And this is the Midnight Gadfly. Welcome to Unsane Radio. Alright, so this week we've got a pretty lively lineup. We got all kinds of things going on in this episode. <laughs> We've got uh, the history of horror in film once again. We're revisiting this topic. We're moving into what is it? The thirties? Nineteen thirties. Nineteen thirties. We've got an actor spotlight. What's the actor spotlight? Uh, John Carradine. Oh, does he shuffle? <laughs> Can't see that shuffle. He did last night. <laughs> he did. The you guys were like singing a song and everything oh. uh, with the Carradine shuffle. <laughs> I still think it's loping. Loping. Yeah, we're gonna return to the horror host spotlight, and this time we're gonna talk about Uncle Gregory. I don't know people know about Uncle Gregory, but he's like one of my favorites. Um, and then we've got the briefcase. It's five Venoms. Five Venoms? Five Venoms. And, and I just rewatched the Wolfman, the newer one, 2010, Benicio de Toro. Oh, yeah. I've never seen it. Uh, all right. So let's go ahead and get started and we'll uh, get into the history of horror films. So the first one on the list is Dracula. I've seen this one. <laughs> well, it's a preamble, though. I mean, the 1930s were brought in the talkies in movies, and uh, also it coincided with the Great Depression, um, which started in 1929, was taking pretty much full effect. Uh, by 1931, when Dracula and Frankenstein came out, people were looking for escape, and this played right into the hands of Hollywood, um, who stepped up and said, okay, you know, your lives suck big time, but come on in for an hour or two hours and and uh, get rid of your woes. Well, so people did, in droves. Um Movies were extremely popular, and with the advent of talkies, um, that was a whole new thing Experience, for, for yeah. movies. So, um, and, and yeah, the first one, uh, Dracula, came out in 1931. This was also uh, February too. Wasn't very it? big, very big into uh, the Universal Studios uh, stable of films, and, and this is where they they really started. Shining um, because they st- they made Escapist fair. And Dracula was one of the first ones starring Bella Lugosi. Um, who else was in it? Um, 
Edward Van Ed Sloan. Van Sloan. And, uh, the other one side game thing. Dwight Fry. <laughs> Dwight oh, yeah. Fry. Oh, yes, Dwight. Yes. I'd like to. Yeah. He was. Uh, he was had a great part in it. Um, but yeah, Dr- Dracula came out. Most of these ended up being almost studio music or musician studio um, productions. Uh, they looked more like plays Stays, than, the than early they ones did. did yeah, yeah, than they did, especially Dracula, Frankenstein. And they even kind of played like a, a stage play. Yes, they did. Just, and, but, and uh, they were, uh, they were, they were very iconic. I mean, they very, be, they've become iconic, but it's. Yeah, they weren't at the time I mean, because they just came out. Right. But they were so different from everything else at the time. Right. And, and relatively popular. Um we talk about Dracula. I would like to mention the uh, Spanish version. This is kind of an odd thing because they made two versions of Dracula. They made the American version and then they made a Spanish version. And uh, arguably the Spanish version is actually a little better than the American version. Mm-hmm. If you've ever seen it, the directing is a little better. I think the acting is even a little better. Um, I actually like the Spanish version and, quite and a bit. It's, it's the same sets, but it's filmed just a little differently than... They would come in after the the morning crew would get done, and they'd come in and film this version at night, and using the same sets, utilizing the same sets, and it was it was kind of interesting. The one the the Mexican crew would wanna one up the other crew, and it was yeah. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a good um, way to to look at how different directors deal with the same subject matter i think that's that that's one of the 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 cool things about the two two versions um and that's why i said uh, what was the name of the director um george mel george melford yeah he i think he did a way better job than todd browning um it didn't seem as stiff the todd browning seems very stiff very even more so um a, a stage play than than the the mexican version um, but eh. all in, when all is said and done, they're both pretty good movies and very iconic, as we said. I mean, Bella Lugosi invented how vampires were perceived from that point on. You know, every vampire, and this we, we could get into horror hosting. <laughs> all the vampire <laughs> horror hosts always had that uh, Bella accent. You know, it's uh, even right up to uh, Dick Diesel. Oh, who's that? Who's Dick Diesel? Guys, come on. Count Gore Duvall. Count Gore Duvall. Count Gore. Which is funny because when you listen to Count, Count Gore, Gore, half the time he has the accent and the other half the time he doesn't. I, uh, kind of weird. Uh, I'm not I'm not criticizing because I really like Count Gore. He's a good guy. Um, we've had very, very good, uh, very weird conversations with him <laughs> over the years. So. You, you, should, uh, you should see the documentary Every Other Day is Halloween, which is kind of showcases him as a TV host or whatever in the 70s, you know, but uh, I'll mention that in a briefcase at a later date. And then moving on, I mean, after that, Zvengali came out, um, which, uh, you know, it's, it's an okay movie. John Barrymore. I kind of liked it. Um, it. It had that, who, who did that one, Paramount? Was well, it? I think it was Paramount. Yeah, I think it has a little different look, but it had a yes. look to it. And then, yeah, I just was I, I was never a big John Barrymore fan. Um, I always thought he was more of a stage actor, and I think in movies, it's he a had Warner a, Brothers movie. Is a Warner Brothers? He had a tendency to overact. I always thought, um, and that's. But then that but, brings us. Then that brings us to to 
Things one playing of, one like of a my, stage. One of my all favorite, all time favorite movies is Frankenstein, the original Frankenstein, yeah. directed by James Whale, yeah. Boris Karloff. Um, what was that? Una Merkel. <laughs> Some more Dwight Fry. Yeah, yeah, he's in it again. Um, that's one of my favorite movies, and I think I think that I think that struck a nerve in people. A lot more even than than Dracula did. Oh yeah, yes. um, I think people liked it a lot better, and and it was uh, I think it was a little bit a little little bit better made. Although it was another um, stage play <laughs> uh, movie, all, all uh, you know, um, done on stages and and you know in the in the studio as opposed to anything outside. Which it was a lot um, more. although although there are a couple of scenes outside. One of the you know one of the one of the scenes that. Which is, interestingly was cut um, early on in a lot of the TV versions um, of the drowning of the little girl. Yeah, yeah. And it was uh, actually cut because it was deemed to be too too uh, disconcerting. I guess. Yeah, I think Frankenstein was better than Dracula because it was just oh, more. Yeah. Inter- it was more interesting and had a lot more dynamic uh, dynamics to it. Because, uh, like when I was younger, and even still now, Dracula, I just think it's kind of boring. You know, there's some really cool. It is. Icon, Other than the first, icon, half, the yeah. first half, I like the first half when they're in Transylvania. You know, the Borgo Pass thing. I did like that, but yes, once it gets to England, it's you fall asleep. You turn, yeah. change but the channel. When you get to be a, when you're a kid and you see Frankenstein, I think that's like that is one of the most you know iconic Universal monsters and one of the you know the great movies. I think the only one I like better than that is uh, Bride of Frankenstein. Um, well, so. You know, yeah. and that's you know, I don't know. I just love the design of the the bride herself. Yeah, that comes later. Bride of Frankenstein comes comes a few years later. But Frankenstein is, I mean, everybody and their brother and sister and uncles and aunts have seen Frankenstein, the original Frankenstein, the original Dracula. These movies were made extremely popular in the nineteen fifties, in the mid nineteen fifties. When Universal and several of the other ones uh, released packages of their movies, which was also the birth of the horror host, um, so that uh, they needed somebody to present these movies. <laughs> so fodder. <laughs> so uh, they they usually um, incorporated one of their local um, employees to become a horror host. Ah, <laughs> oh, do I have to? <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> But which is funny because uh, we all re- remember those horror hosts, and they were, you know, they they s- stepped right up and lived up to the to the uh, whole name. I guess I don't know. <laughs> and I think the you know, the idea was that they just wanted to give you somebody to watch these movies with. Well, know. not only that, somebody to watch it with, and um, they. If you notice, most of the horror hosts did comedy. Um, almost mm-hmm. all of them did comedy, and that was for a purpose because that was to relieve. The tension of the scary movie, <laughs> um, which, you know, even when I was young, the, those movies weren't also scary. No, they never We were. liked them, but then the horror hosts would come on and they would do their comedy bits usually, you know, and that was, a, that was supposed to be, you know, a, an alleviation of that tension, <laughs> which I always found was pretty cool. Humorous in itself. And then also in 1931, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, starring Frederick March, came out, which is actually a very good version. That, that's of, my favorite version of, I think of that it's, story. I think it's mine, too. Um, I really, I, I love how they changed him. The change on him was really the, the, tra- the and transition. The, 
and for the time, I think the camera work too at the time the camera was work. very fluid, very where most of these kind of movies at, in the thirties were, you know, the camera is usually static and then cutting to a net close-ups or, you know, mid scenes or anything like that. Uh, but this Jekyll and Hyde version, there's that one long take where they go through the hallway and it's all from the point of view of Dr. Jekyll and you don't even see him until Dr. Jekyll. Jekyll. <laughs> Jekyll. Wait, but anyway, they, they, wait a minute. Do they call him Jekyll? Dr. Jekyll. They do call him that. They do call him yeah, that. Yeah. Anyway, he's a, uh, you don't see him until he comes up to a mirror. It's, uh, so it's like one long take until he's looking at himself in a mirror at the beginning. Right. I, I, I thought that was pretty good at the time. I mean, that was. That, yeah, a little different. A little different. And the, just the, yeah, I, I thought the whole uh, filming and everything. The director was Ruben Mamoulian, who I really don't know much about. <laughs> so, to be honest, I was gonna uh, say, what, I, else, what else did he do? Uh, uh, yeah, he, I'm sure he did some other stuff, but I'm, I'm not real familiar with him. He didn't do the... Who did uh, Murders in the Rue Morgue? Mm. Remember mm. with Bela Lugosi? And right. That was his, I guess, his... Uh, Handout after he rejected Frankenstein. That's he, what uh, he, he did. The Mark of Zorro with Tyrone Power and Linda. Oh, did Demo, he? Yeah, in nineteen forty. Oh, okay. Uh, Which is else? yeah, I like that movie. I like I like the Mark of Zorro. I like the Zorro movies. But yeah, so so Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde, and then uh, the Phantom, which came out in nineteen thirty-one, mm. which I've never seen. Either of you is either? that a Monogram or PRC that's, that's or something. That's a good like question. Um, it starred Gwyn Big Boy Williams. <laughs> <laughs> Who could forget Big Boy? Big Boy. Alan James, I think, was the director. But uh, yeah, I had never, uh, you know, doing this research into into the history. I, I might have seen it, but I really, it does not draw. That one doesn't ring a bell at all. It doesn't ring a bell, no. But, um, so, I mean, we can't talk a whole lot about that since we don't know it. Oh, well, just I think Gadfly, Gadfly's looking up some of the stats on it. Uh, yeah, there's a guy named Gwyn Big Boy. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> he was a big star. That's about it, yeah. Because he yeah. was a big boy. Uh, yeah, um, I really just don't remember. I might have seen the movie, probably have, and just don't remember it, you know. Uh, a reporter goes in search of a deranged masked killer hiding in an, in a sane, an insane asylum. Oh, sounds right up our alley anyway. Yeah, I was going to We're going to have to check that out. Maybe we ought to look at that, see if we can get a copy of that, and, and uh, we'll do a yeah. review or something on it. 1931, do you think it's in the public domain? I don't know, don't know. But we might be able to get a copy of it somewhere and watch it. And then oh, it's it. uh, it's a free download at the Internet Archive, so it oh, must be there public we go. domain. There we go. Yeah, we'll have to check it out and get back with you on Ooh, that. Ooh, the Phantom. And that was 1931. That brings us into 1932, which uh, a lot of movies were made in 32. Um, Castle Sinister, which... Um, well, that's another one I don't yeah, know too much I've, about. I, yeah, I barely remember it. Um, that brings us to Dr. X. Yeah. Uh, Lionel Atwell, um, I think, yeah, Fay Ray, and what's what's who's? Michael Curtis um, directed it actually, and it's it's a pretty good movie. I like that one. Yeah, I like that. And one they, too. it was like one of the first color Technicolor, right? Right. It wasn't Technicolor. It wasn't. No, that wasn't. It was like a three strip or something like that. But anyway, yeah. When he's putting on the make our Max Factors monster makeup, where he's grabbing the goop and. 
spreading it all over his face, making it molding his own monster face or whatever it was. Yeah. Synthetic flesh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a good, it's a really good movie, but yeah. And uh, things are getting just a bit more sophisticated, you know, in 1932. You know, they were coming into their own in, in the way that they developed their uh, sound. Sound was becoming a lot more refined. Um, as evidenced by the next movie, which is one of my all-time favorite movie, Freaks. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yes. I love Freaks. Todd Browning's masterpiece that was much aligned in the day. Oh, did he get a lot of flack on that movie. And uh, it which is, is a, well, it's a too bad, very it, strange it's, movie. It is. You know, and especially for the day. I mean, the only time you seen it, you saw any of those people is if you go, went to the, a true the side circus show. Yeah, and saw a sideshow. And to have them actually be the stars of a movie, um, that's pretty, pretty, it, that was pretty bold. I thought a pretty bold move on his part. It kind of uh, um, hurt his career, too. It was to, pre-code. Yeah. And it, pre-code horror film. It was film. definitely pre-code. And it, but it, it's a, it's an actually a really good movie. Um you can catch it all over the place. I think it's uh, one version of it anyway is public domain. Um, I know several um, horror hosts have put it out. Um, it's a, but it's a really good movie. It's all about yeah. It's all about the sideshow and uh, Johnny Eck stars in it. Outcast. Um, it's all about Outcast. Pinhead. Uh, <laughs> what's what's, what's uh, Schlitzy? <laughs> That just made me laugh. There's uh, two of them, though. Yeah, there's two of them in it. But yes, it's Yeah. Uh, but yeah, very uh, a very odd movie and very good movie. Um, Roscoe the Stuttering Clown. That was Wallace <laughs> Ford. And Wallace Ford, who we've talked about. <laughs> yeah, yes, absolutely. But then that then after that was another really good movie, Island of Lost Souls. Yes. Uh, starring Charles Lawton and uh, I really like that. Bella one. Lugosi is in this is was in that one. Uh, the of the I, Law. Yeah. yeah. Yes, I thought it was a uh, a good. It was a, um, a movie version of Island of Doctor Moreau by H. G. G. Wells, Wells, who Wells saw this movie too. Yes. Yes. And, oh, and he absolutely hated Lawton playing uh, yeah. uh, Moreau as. Gleeful, sadistic, which yeah, <laughs> and he, he did a great job. Uh, I yeah, Charles Lawton was is one of my favorite actors. He's another one that just overacts, but it's it always seems to fit, and he, he always has that that kind of bigger than life personality in, in every movie he was in, and this was no exception. Um, he was he did a very yeah. good job in it. Do you ever see Old Dark House? Yes, with him in it, which is good too. Yeah, yes, I like that yes. one, and uh, that had Boris Karloff in there as Morgan. Yep, too. Yep. But then um, it also saw, you know, um, The Mummy came out in 1932. Carl Freund directed Boris Karloff. Um, you see the, a trend here, <laughs> some of these actors. And it, it, there again, this was the heyday of Universal Studios. You know, they were really cranking them out during these uh, during the 30s. Well, you forgot uh, the mask of Fu Manchu, which also has Boris Karloff in it. That's true. That's <laughs> true. Have you ever watched that one? Like, I mean seen it recently <laughs> oh yes that's a that's yes. a crazy yeah yeah i like it i, yeah, I think too. it's really good um yeah because it has a what oh um yeah yeah that yeah i like i like that one really well and he has i think my favorite parts where he's like making the electricity dance off his long 
Mandarin fingernails. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and yeah. He's like uh, putting it on the, yeah. It's great. It's got great costumes, uh, you know, the, um, and just the sets. And the Frankenstein set, what he's yes, like. Uh, yes. <laughs> they get this close up and they have that mirror behind him, all mm. for that one shot to make him look all distorted. Yes. <laughs> but that's good. I like that movie a yeah. lot. And that was a fun movie. Oh, who was it? Myrna Loy was his daughter. Was she Was she in, was that in The Mask? Yeah. And it was, was it, uh, yes. She's all, yeah, she was pretty yeah, yeah. sadistic in that movie too, yeah. the character was. Yeah. It was pretty funny. Anyway, yeah. Fu Manchu. But yeah, The Mummy. The Mummy. And, well, yeah, if we go back to Fu Manchu, which was a good one. And then The Mummy, which was very, um, um, a, a, a very odd movie because it just, yeah, I don't know, the, the pacing of the movie was it, kind of strange. It ends abruptly. I mean, it's just it, like, you're like, yes. oh, wait, wait, that's it? It's over? Yes. And it's one of those that, you know, he, uh, Boris Karloff plays The Mummy. The movie's almost. And, and The Mummy is never really... Um, well, you see him once. You see him once as a mummy. But the rest of the time, he looks like Boris Karloff in uh, wrinklier um, in than wrink- usual. <laughs> wrinklier, very wrinkly. Oh, but it's got the star performance of a fez. It does. Oh yes. And who is that? Who wears the fez? Who wears Boris Karloff? Yes, he's he's a member Im- of the Imhotep. Imhotep. He remember he's a, he's a member of the fez. Brotherhood of the fez. Brotherhood, Brotherhood of the fez. But the Mummy is a, is a pretty good movie. Um, it is a little slow, but um, not, not bad. And and it was relatively well received when it came out. Um, pe- people were kind of creeped out by it. And then comes a Poe movie, uh, Murder in the Rue, Murders in the Rue Morgue, um, which was uh, another Bella Lugosi, I think was he? I kind of like that one. Yeah, he's in that one. Um, yeah, that was based on on a Poe story. Um, the, uh, and he's trying to was this to crossbreed a gorilla with a was a this woman. one of the first gorilla movies? I don't remember. It, it, no, because there was like a bunch of uh, silent movies that had. Oh, that's true. That's true. So this, this gorillas one, at large movies or whatever yeah, you want to call. Yeah, them. yeah. Well, this is the first talking gorilla. Then <laughs> first talking gorilla. <laughs> oh, maybe. But uh, well, that brings us to the old dark house. Which was uh, Boris Karloff, Melvin Douglas, Charles Lawton. That's a James Whale movie, too. Yeah, uh, yeah, it is. I've never even heard of this one. And it has a humor. It has that dark humor, like uh, Bride of Frankenstein does. It has that kind of a humor in it. Yeah, it does. Yeah, there's very little uh, information on the old dark house here. I mean, it, it it's basically your standard haunted house type thing. Right. Another Charles Lawton that we were talking about. Yeah. Charles Lawton and yeah. Raymond um, Massey. And yeah. They made a bunch of the movies kind of like this. Uh, this was kind of the precursor to a bunch of the the old Dark House movies. Yeah. It's a even, that was, even that was, I mean, in the 20s they had a bunch of those too, like that, what is that, the Cat Creeps and all that stuff, which has been remade out many times. So the next one is Vampire with a Y. Vampire? Never heard of that one. Vampire? Vampire, yeah. Oh. Or, um, yeah, Vampire. Vampire. Oh, yes. I like Vampire. It's another very slow movie. Um, it was uh, very by, by uh, Carl Dreyer. Um, it's a, uh, what is it? Uh, it's Scandinavian. 
Oh, I thought uh, German. I thought German. I didn't think it was. Maybe was it German? I thought it was. Oh, maybe I thought it was one of the Scandinavian you could be countries. Right. Danish. 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 Okay. Yeah, Directed yeah, by Danish yeah. director Carl. Yeah, Carl Dreyer. Dreyer. Oh. Um, yeah, very atmospheric movie. Um, yeah. Very strange. Very creepy. Very creepy. Um, and here again, this wasn't one. Uh, if you're talking about the United States, that was like really well known in the United States because. Hollywood had this thing about not showing foreign movies in 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 country, um, but yeah, it's this is more of a traditional a, vampire, yeah. not your yes. Hollywood, not the Bela Lugosi vampire, right, 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 which is in itself pretty interesting. I mean, it yeah. it's, it, it harkens back to Nosferatu, uh, more along the lines of. The yeah, folklore uh, of the folklore. Yeah, yeah. Yes. It says there was very little dialogue was used in the yes. film, and that the story was told with uh, silent film styled title cards. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and it's it works. It, I like it. I'm gonna have to add this to my list. This is yes, good. So it looks good. Yeah, it's it's, it's very it's, creepy scenes. Are yes, very and very atmospheric. It's yes, a very atmospheric a film. Um, and then uh, to round up, 1932 was one of my favorite Bela Lugosi movies, White Zombie. Oh, I like this one. <laughs> yeah. I really like White Zombie. That was uh, there's some yeah there's something about that. That's, yeah, um, I Bella's uh, mustache and goatee are just they're great. Yeah. <laughs> and he he, look, he looks he, like pre Klingon. He, he, he does. He does look like. Kind of look and like I don't think that's a Van Dyke because it's not connected. <laughs> that's right. It's not a Van Dyke. Yeah, but he, that's but, pretty. It, but it's a dyke because it's it's pretty. <laughs> it's it's a it's a a, a pretty good movie. Kind of slow. Um, but it has some pretty good uh, Bella's performance in it is is uh, top notch. I really like one it. One of my favorite scenes in that movie is when that's all quiet and all you hear is that uh, the, the sugar cane grinder and all the zombies pushing it. Yes, and then one guy falls in. No, the one zombie, and they just keep going. And all you hear is that grinding. That's a that's a really kind of creepy that is scene. A creepy I, scene. Uh, yeah, but I that, remember I, that. I like that. And the zombies are kind of weird too. They're not. Isn't there that scene with the stairs and the columns and then the cliff or whatever? Is that white zombie? No, it might be. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's like some Caribbean island that they're on. And isn't that yeah. that's public domain, isn't it? Yes. Oh, yeah. White, yeah. white zombie. Oh yeah. Have, yeah. Have you guys done an, no, an episode? We've not that? done done that. A lot of a lot of um, horror hosts have have done it to death. Um, yeah, but they've never done the asylum <laughs> <to> treatment. <laughs> Get it, death. White zombie. White zombie. Yeah, it's something we could look at someday. But yeah, that so that rounds out 1932. See, we're we're only into uh, two 30s. years of the 30s, and oh, no. the, a plethora of and horror when, movies have have uh, come onto the and scene. And that's not even counting like all these like like Maniac. Isn't that made like early 30s? But later, I think I think later. I think it's later. Yeah, it's 34. Yeah, yeah. So we're not there yet. Oh uh, no, I was just thinking literally all the shit that they're. Stuff that they were putting out in the 30s. Oh, yeah. Well, that's what I said. Yeah, yeah. We, you know, we're in 1933, The Ghoul, starring okay. Boris Karloff, which was a movie that I had never seen. I'd read about it in like Famous Monsters, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. but I had never seen it until, you know, I was a, a grown up. Yeah. And uh, got to find, finally got a chance to see it. And I think the first copy I ever saw was on VHS, and it was one of the most horrible copies of a movie I'd ever seen. <laughs> So I don't even think I remember anything hardly from it. But then I finally saw a relatively good copy of it. 
And it's it there again. It's a very slow movie. It's pulling off of the mummy yeah, a lot, a lot. It but is. there, but there are certain elements that are kind of the guy. There again, there's a uh, Turkish detective with a fez. Yes, <laughs> fezes were big for in those the 30s. of you keeping track of the number of fezes. <laughs> but the ghoul is worth a watch. Um, it's kind of an interesting movie. Yeah, um, and you know, one that uh, that's why I said I don't think it was like a, a huge movie of the time. Um, but and it was British, right? It was. Yeah. Modern. Yes. Yes. Um, and then that brings us to one of the, the big icons of um, the universal stable, the invisible man. Yes. Starring uh, Claude Rains. I love this one. I, I, yeah, he's like, <laughs> yeah, I, that version I do like. It's just, my favorite is just him when he's in that, his little hotel room, actually even the opening trudging through the snow all wrapped yeah. up and that's just when he's just crazy you know what I mean just, oh yeah he turns into a well the invisible maniac the, the yeah the the serum the invisibility serum drives him insane and what was the name of the prime ingredient what was the oh man they had a special name for it damn it I can't think of it oh I don't remember yeah it, you know anyway. it, that's that's odd we were talking about that I haven't seen invisible man probably in I'll bet you it's been 20 years, seriously, since I've yeah. seen that movie. I just watched it last Halloween. Did you? Oh, that, yeah. well, and I was just looking because on, um, what is it, uh, what's that horror channel or whatever the, that you have to, Shudder. Shudder had all the, the classic, stuff, classic yeah. stuff over Halloween, but they don't, nobody has it right now. You have to buy it, you know, or, or to stream. What's kind of neat about The Invisible Man, too, was uh, at the time, uh, they pushed the special effects. I mean, that was like the height. Oh, yeah. Special effects. I well, mean, that was, and the Invisible Man was on monocane. Monocane. That's it. That's it. Practical special effects. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, the, the whole. Well, not necessarily. That's could, not true. Not just practical. Uh, they had matting. And, yeah, because they had to make him invisible. And doing it in July, apparently, yeah. filming against black velvet, dressed in black velvet, and having to wear clothes over the top of that. Yeah, it was kind of hot. It was kind of hot. <laughs> When he's a, uh, oh, it's a classic scene where he's riding the bike and just in his trousers and he picks it up and throws it at the old man. I know. Then he goes of, skipping off singing about, here we go picking. <laughs> a lot of nudity. Yes. Even though he can't see it though, <laughs> he has lots it, yeah. of nudity. Yeah, but I, I like that movie a lot. What else was, uh, 33. Mystery of the Wax Museum. Michael Curtis, Lionel Atwill, Faye Ray again. She pl- popped up in a lot of these. Glenn or Glenda Farrell. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, that, that's not a bad movie. Um, House House of uh, No, it's a Mystery of the Wax Museum. It's a little different version. Yes, it is. Um, yeah, never seen that one either. And it, that's another one that was like in color, wasn't it? A, a form of what, color? Was it? Was it? It could be. It. Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen I it. I thought so. it was because he had that green. Oh, yeah. I think you're right. I think you're right. And then after that was a Night of Terror, which another Bella Lugosi movie. One, I, of, one of his more forgettable roles. Um, <laughs> amongst many. It's, yeah, amongst many. But it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of a nondescript movie. 
Um, one of those that, oh boy, they just made so many of them, you know, yeah, kind of, you know, kind of a throwaway well, movie. Did you like it? I never saw it. Oh, yeah. Nah, yeah nah, nothing to write home about. <laughs> Dear mom. <laughs> I just watched Night of Terror. Yeah. Oh, oh, it scared the shit right out of my butthole. Please send diaper. <laughs> It, Mom was downstairs. Oh, <laughs> please bring up diaper. <laughs> of course, it took a week before she got the letter, but that. <laughs> that comes into 1934. Um, the Black Cat, Edgar G. Elmer. Ooh, that, that's this a good This is really a good movie. Mm-hmm. Boris Karloff, and Bella Lugosi, yeah. David Manners, Jacqueline Wells. Um, very odd And, and who directed that? Edgar G. Elmer. Yeah, Detour. Yeah, the, the same Detour director. But the sense of design that he brought to this movie was, yes. it's pretty unreal. I mean, it's, I, it, well, it was that 30s ultra-modern look. That super, was, uh, and taken to, an, I, I'm, I'm thinking to the extreme in that movie, but it's it really, when I was a little kid, that intrigued me, just that they had that stuff. Like the, he has a, like a little Viso phone, so he could see who's at the door. Yes, you know, yeah. it's just kind of cool. It was. That's that's kind of odd because there's a lot of in a lot of the movies um, we just showed. Um, uh, our latest episode is the Voodoo Man, and um, Bella Lugosi has a some kind of a security, security system <laughs> with the surveillance cameras. That are really good. They're they're almost like on drones. Except for all the <laughs> except for all the breaking uh, circuits and background, you know. Bzzz, yeah, 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 pretty noisy back there. But uh, that was a, even though that movie's pretty boring. Last night <clears throat> when we were watching it, I I didn't realize before that he had two phones right next to each other. Oh, yes. So when the sheriff is sitting in his living room, he pulls the one up like he's answering it, but he picks up the other phone, which is the voodoo phone. Talk to <laughs> creepy is, George Zucco. Yeah, voodoo hotline. <laughs> No, I don't know what's in my bank account right now. But yeah, I I really like the Black Cat. I think it's a I think it's a, a top and the story top notch uh, movie. Very good story. Cinematography. All, and cinematography is it, great. The acting is is really pretty good. Even for Bella, I mean, yes, and yes. he plays the hero in this. Yes, <laughs> yes, the good guy, which and he does it well. I think it's 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 one of his better movies. And Karloff got to play like the real sadist guy, the real. Yes. Yeah. And I like the way Karloff looks in the movie. Yeah. He has a, a look that he. Very dem- demonic. Be, uh, yeah. And just doesn't look like he looks normally in anything, on almost anything else. Um, especially the Mr. Wong movies. <laughs> Detective Wong movies. Oh, so, oh, which are, which were all. So know, Wong. <laughs> uh, you can't make, you can't make a Wong out of a white. <laughs> Two Wongs don't make a white. <laughs> one Wong didn't even make a white. <laughs> no, because it was... Or one white didn't even make a Wong. He no, did, but because, it wasn't good. Because the cat was black. The cat was black. <laughs> oh, we can go on. <laughs> no, we can't. <laughs> the House of Mystery came out in 1934. I haven't seen that um, one. Yeah, it's been a really long time since I've seen that one. That's one we ought to put on. And then one of my another one of my favorite movies, which... I just watched last night, part of anyway. Um, Maniac. Oh, yes. talking, uh, Tar Ouch. just mentioned Maniac. Ouch. Maniac is one very bizarro movie. It's an exploitation movie, number one, um, which you didn't see 
tons of at the time. You know, they were just starting they to come on the market. They played in kind of a weird environment too, didn't they? Yes. Didn't, weren't yes. they like the more, they would throw up a canvas somewhere and here you go. To a <laughs> degree. And, yeah, and, there, and there were certain uh, theaters that started being designated as the exploitation theaters. The grind and, houses. And the grind houses. birth of them or whatever. Yes, yes. And this was like the start. And, and Maniac is right, right up there. <laughs> There's uh, some some pretty actually gross scenes in it. Some um, cat lovers don't watch. Yeah, this yeah movie. don't watch this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Keep my eye out for you. <laughs> I, I call him Patches because he has one eye patch. <laughs> and there is a good cat fight scene, and I'm not talking about real cats. I'm yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it it's a very very odd movie. Um, and you crazy ventriloquists out there, <laughs> man. <laughs> So that's one I would recommend you see if you ever get the chance. Uh, that's a good movie. That's a good movie. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> well, okay. Maybe it's not a good movie. It's entertaining. <laughs> but it's an entertaining movie. An amusing movie. Oh, then another Poe movie comes out. The Telltale Heart. I don't think I've seen this version. This version um, it, from 1934. Yeah, I, I I saw it, but it's been a really long time ago. Um, forgettable. Um, wasn't very well made, wasn't very well done, I didn't think. Um, it takes us up into 1935. Let's jump right to the would, biggie of 1935. Hey, how about we do this? Let's do 1935 as part two of the 30s because we're already running pretty long. Are we? Yeah. Sounds good to me. Sounds right. good to me. I, we'll yeah. start in 1935 on our next yes. round of the history of horror. Because we've got plenty of stuff to talk about from 35 on, you know. Oh, yes. So, like that's why I said, let's, uh, <clears throat> let's cut this into because we still have some other stuff to cover on this episode. Um, we've still got John Carradine. We want to talk uh, about John Carradine. We yes. want to talk a little Dude, bit about Carradine Uncle Shuffle. Gregory. Carradine Shuffle. Uncle. Yeah. All right. And uh, so we'll be right back after a short break. Because of that accursed Baron Bones, but enough about him. For this is the new Uncle Gregory Horror Hour. <laughs> Roll the cliffs, Ted. <coughs> what cliffs? We've run this thousands of times. Raising triumphant from the pit of lonely TV dinner nights, he's back in the dead. Yes, that hammered of Horrormeister's Uncle Gregory is at it again. With sidekick Chant, the skull, Ted, the cameraman, not Baron Bones, and many others. It's thrilling. It's chilling. It's terrifying. It's pretty great. It's horror movies like you want, baby. It's
now in color. <laughs> so that's Uncle Gregory. Um, Uncle Gregory is out of somewhere, I think, in St. Louis or the St. Louis area. Um, he was, uh, I think he was operating on television prior to um, actually doing this more web, more of a web series. Um, and then uh, with this web series, he, um, I don't know, he just kind of created this really nice compact hour uh, movie hosting uh, kind of dynamic. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I no, I do. Yeah, I, yeah. Um, I you know, never got to see him on TV, but you know, thanks no. to the thanks to the web and what he's you know he's put out, I've seen you know a lot of his stuff and it's really good. He's he's a good performer. I really has because I really like the character. Very creative. Yes. Very yeah. creative. Yeah. And his and and it's brilliant that he is. Most of these movies, you know, should be less than an hour. So <laughs> yes. he's actually made them less than an hour. Oh, excuse me. Let me need you there. Less than an hour, you know, because to, he has to, his stuff. To condense that, yes, I, that is pretty cool. I, after watching, we've talked after about watching good, Voodoo Man, it's a brilliant idea. No, it would still be too long at an hour, though. <laughs> no, it is only an hour. Oh, okay. No, I bet we'll we could do it. We probably could reduce that movie to like a half hour. No, it, <laughs> but that's one of his brilliant uh, um, creative yes. aspects of the of his show. And he's just out, out and out. Yes funny <laughs> and he's old yeah. school it's just fun yeah he's good yeah he uh i mean it's him um who is andrew mcmurtry um in real life he's a librarian i saw an interview with him on television so um and then uh his buddy john andrew hall plays chant chant is his uh, sidekick that's the skull yes yes so he has the sidekick and then right. his arch nemesis is uh baron bones also played by john andrew hall oh really so, yeah, andrew hall <laughs> You know, oh, so that's, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's always funny because that's his arch foil, you know, um, because Baron Bones has gotten on right. television has taken, it's almost like shakes the clown, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. Binky has got the television show and Binky sucks. He's talentless, you know, but yeah. uh, Baron Bones is this way too. Um, but they're really good because he's got these themes, you know, for each of the, the episodes that he's done. I think he's done, I don't know, like 20 or 30, somewhere in there. He's got two seasons out for this. It was started in 1911. Yeah. No. <laughs> wow, he has Ooh, been around. Uncle Gregory is a he, true Im immortal. A, Kudos to you, sir. He's a time traveler. Um, yeah, he was, uh, sorry, 2011. Um, but yeah, I, I just was, you know, in doing like some research on different horror hosts, um, you know, I think I actually had seen him either on Eerie Late Night, uh, the movie channel, or the Monster Channel, Monster right? channel. the Monster Channel, or it was the Vortex one, and maybe on both of them. Um, and I immediately, I'm like going, wait, who's this dude? Um, and I yeah. went and looked him up and you can find him on YouTube and Vimeo. So there's some episodes on Vimeo that are not on YouTube. So if you want to, I'd, get rec I'd recommend going to Vimeo if, if he has all the other content, if all of his content is on Vimeo, go and watch it there. Yeah. I don't think it is though. I think like, he, that's too bad. Yeah, well, I yeah. think he started posting like during season two over to Vimeo. Mm. Um, and, but th there's a ton of stuff on YouTube as well. Oh, that's not on. So you have to yeah. go to both. You kind of have to go to both. I've never been to the Vimeo, so maybe I need to go there and check check out some of that stuff. It's well worth watching. It, it yep. believe me, you know I I couldn't recommend it any higher. And um, Uncle Gregory, if you're out there, if 
you ever get a chance to meet, I'd love to meet you. That'd be that. Yeah, would I be, think we're. Doing, I'm gonna really cool. reach out to him. He's got a uh, Facebook page, uh, okay. and he keeps every once in a while teasing. He's like, "Should Uncle Gregory come back?" And it's like everybody's just like, "Oh, oh so he's not. Pro- he's not producing right he's now. He's not producing at all. So right he's now, doing no. a Butch Cleaver. Mm-hmm. Damn it. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, well yeah. Yeah. there's there one of the other hosts we're gonna do a, a, a spotlight on. Yes. Yes. Very meet very Cleaver so. Theater. Love but back it. to Uncle Gregory. Uncle yeah. Gregory really is top notch. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I, I think you ought to go out there and, and check him out. Look him, look him up. Yeah, and I would say, as you can hear by his intro theme, he's got that kind of <laughs> retro vibe. You know, oh yeah, he's got that yeah. kind of Beatles haircut. It, and all that it's stuff. his voice. I really like his voice too. Yeah, isn't he some kind of a performer? I mean, doesn't he? Theater, do other? He sounds very theater. He, yes, he's been Didn't in some movies and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, and they're you know mostly independent kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think he definitely has like a theatrical background. Yeah, a and, true actor. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's got that. Like his whole facial expressions, his pantomimes and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, really, it's, a, it's very good. Mm-hmm. Very good. Really cool. All right. Well, let's get. Let's take his outro out. the music yes i believe so i was asking midnight yet like who wrote the music yeah and you know it's good when it's a mcnerney <laughs> no what what, what, what's john, his name john mcnerdy i think was his name mcmurdy mcmurdy is it murdy or murtry mcmurdy maybe it was mcmurdy i don't know <laughs> is he murdy we gotta look him up wait a minute yeah. that song's pretty cool is his it is a very cool song and i think it's i think there's some it's some because i've heard it on other things um i heard it used with uh there's a horror special with um, Dr. Gangrene, Penny Dreadful, and Count Gore Duvall, um, which is, uh, you, again, you can see that on um, YouTube. And it's really cool because you can tell that they all film their own parts because they're in different towns and then put it all together as this story uh, about something's going wrong with Halloween, you know, and they've got to restore it. I've seen it. Yeah. Yeah. Seen all of them. Yeah, it's very yes. cool. It's really cool. Oh, yeah. yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So, yeah, that's a, yeah. We'll look up uh, and we'll have in the show notes um, what the guy's name is for it. But I'm pretty sure that's it was, yeah. it was because there's a bunch of different the composer songs of yeah. yeah, yeah. I'd like to know who did the music. I'm yeah. kind of interested in that kind of thing. Yeah, that is some really cool music. And again, I think that's the, you know he pays attention to all of those things. You know, oh with, yeah, with yeah. putting that together. Yeah, yeah. Good production values. Yeah, there's one whole episode uh, and, and very professionally done production values. I might add. Yes. Yeah, and the very simple, which is which yeah. is a big thing mm-hmm. for me. Yeah, there's a whole episode where he's run out of money and he has to sell part of his comic collection. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, well, I think this. I think it's part deja of, vu all that's, over that's again. What I said. Yeah, that's, what, that's why you can kind of relate to it. Yeah, you know? yeah. They decide to go to the drive-in, but they can't leave the house, so he just goes out to the garage and gets in the car and <laughs> projects film, and then he dresses up like a woman, so he has a date. <laughs> it's, I'm telling you, it's really good stuff. Yeah, I don't all think right, I've so, seen that. Yeah, you definitely got to go out and watch it. 
All right. Well, I guess that's going to take us on to what? Uh, but. But. <laughs> we predated him with, tar, with tar Baby and Feather Sue. <laughs> <laughs> Drive in and. Is it time for an actor spotlight? No, I'm just saying. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well. (laughs) Is this a story we want to hear? Uh, Tar Baby and Feather Sue. We did this um, episode. At the drive-in, Now, this is a special episode. Um, It was called... Oh, oh, no, that was for... uh, What was that? Um... Rock and roll eulogy, yes. eulogy, yeah, yeah, yeah. So not too many people got to see it. We, it was, yeah, it was a, a special episode that uh, the author of the movie allowed us to use and to show one time to be, you know, and that's it. Um, <laughs> you know, no, it's, it's no good stuff. Yeah, it was. It was no. If there was any, yeah. <laughs> If we could sell a few copies, we'd split the money. <laughs> no, 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 was it because just because Feather was in drag? Oh no, it was just cool. <laughs> <laughs> because, because Feather was in drag. Oh, I think. Although that, when he did walk down the stairs at, <laughs> at three in the morning, and we already had like how many beers? And oh, anyway, uh, and yeah, it was it was quite the sight. He was breathtaking. <laughs> okay, here, here's in the asylum. We're a little uh, giddy at that point. Here we go. The Drew Carey show. Yeah, remember the blonde on the Drew Carey show? Uh-huh. The short. Yeah, yeah. What was her name? Uh, I don't know. Anyway, that's who I look like. Uh, kinda. Think about it. No, no, no I, he did. I he looked kinda. a lot like her. He had the poodle skirt on. Yeah. It was a revelation to me. Yeah. I, I, I was some, depressed for some, the next three years. He had some danger boobs going on. Yeah, the danger boobs is what I was just going to say. I'm like, I remember those. Oh, yeah. And we were in the drive-in. Made me think oh, no. I, it's a pretty good bit, but Dan- it's danger, pretty Danger boobs made me think of snow cones. Tar baby and feather <laughs> suit. Yeah. It was snow cones. So anyway, yeah. John Carradine. Oh, wait, what was his name? Actor Hey, yummy, yummy, yummy. All right, John Carradine. He's been around for a, a hot minute. <laughs> Boy, has he. You know, he he claimed to be in more films than anyone. 300. In over 300 films, yeah. And it's probably true because... Uh, the guy... Well, well, why not? I mean... From the 30s on, appeared in in all kinds of things. He was one of John Ford's, like, regulars. To, stock, to be in his stock, comp- yeah, stock, his stock company. Actor, yeah, 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 yeah. And I thought that was pretty cool, you know? But the, yeah, he, prior to his acting and stuff, he was like a well, illustrator and sculptor and uh, traveling all the time, too, and doing this stuff to kind of get his way by until he does Yeah, like acting. a sketcher. Remember, he's talking about yeah. getting, yeah, yeah, yeah. And working his way into the whole thing. Which I thought was kind of interesting. He just had a weird... Well, he went to Cecil B. DeMille as a set designer or something, scenic designer or something. Production. Like, production. In, in the, but and he, he goes, rejected no. it, yeah. yeah. Said no, but gave him voice, voice Vo- uh, yeah. act, acting roles. Which is, and think of John Carradine's voice. He did, he, yeah. yeah, his voice. Yeah, that was very distinct, yes. Yes. 
Um, uh, he's he yeah oh man the movies he's a really interesting guy following around and yeah constantly working stage uh a lot of stage production background doing hamlet shakespearean acting and and such oh yeah that was one of his (laughs) acting uh advices i guess you know if you could play any of the shakespearean stuff you could act it you you could do anything and it was just uh, yeah 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 that's true that's true but he would take on just about any role, though. That's, oh, know, yes. He and, was just a working guy, man. We mean any role. I mean... <laughs> you know, the, you know, he played Count Dracula in four films. House of Frankenstein, House of Dracula, Billy the Kid versus Dracula, and, and this a really Nocturna bad, which is in 1979. Awful. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I mean, the guy... The guy was phenomenal, you know, with what he was in and, and who he knew and, and just, you know, and, and, and I think the respect that he had, you know, f- for all these people and the respect they had for him, it was all, it was a group of people at that, especially in the thirties and forties, you know, when it got into the fifties and late fifties, <laughs> Carradine did a lot of TV. Um, he was in a lot of, he, he, he would was guest a, appear. a lot. He would just do it. Yeah. I mean, he, yes. Well, that's how he made him his money. And it was just, uh, yeah. We had to support all those kids. <laughs> no, seriously, he made references <laughs> yeah. about that one at one point. What was that? Uh, yeah. Well, he's got uh, at least three sons that are, you know, in the acting or were in the acting career. Yeah, okay, you know? were. Two still are around, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yes. yeah it's just uh, yes. John, uh, was it? Or David Carradine. David Carradine, that's the one that. Uh, but uh, who, who played? Uh, Keith Carradine. Keith Carradine. Where one. was he? Hanging around it. Who's that? David oh. Carradine? Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh. oh, two tsunami. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> two tsunami. What are you, Gilbert Gottfried? Good Lord. No! no! <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, that was Jerry Lewis. I'm sorry. Mm, yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, that was Gilbert Gottfried I got doing my, Jerry Lewis. I got my annoying people mixed up. <laughs> It was that dude from the Brooklyn Sammy Gorilla. Sammy Petrillo. It was the dude. Same, yeah, Sammy Petrillo. <laughs> uh, let's do it. Let's do a sitcom with all three of them sharing an apartment. <laughs> yeah, that would be good. John Carradine mm. is the guest star. <laughs> so, oh man, damn it! <laughs> but he was yeah. Uh, he just appeared in. I don't know. We just. In the last movie, our he, last episode, he was. He in. was one of these <laughs> actors that could go from an A movie to right back down to a triple Z movie. Or it, he was all over the place with this stuff, but he could do it. He was. Yeah, they said he always. He was knew a his, professional actor. Yeah, they was, said he always right. knew his lines. You know, he was a professional. That's exactly it. He was a professional actor. Even it, 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 you, if you really watch Voodoo Man and watch his part in Voodoo Man, Voodoo Man is really, you know, is should be called the Night of the Creeps. Yeah, it's pretty creepy. <laughs> because all three of them, Zucko, Lugosi, and Carradine, and the are other guy, very well, creepy. Even, and then the other guy, yeah, the other guy, who, who Greco, looked like, who looked like Bre- he looked like Brendan Gleeson. Yeah, yeah. He did. <laughs> but yeah, anyway. John Carradine, that's just one example of his his talent. <laughs> I saw him on the uh, Ozzie and Harriet show. Wasn't there, didn't he have like a license plate that said ham? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like that. Yeah. 
Well, I, I mean, because when I was growing up, uh, Dave, or uh, John Carradine was this older guy that would appear, and didn't he have the really bad arthritis? Yes. So he had yes. those fingers. Yes. So that's that's that was my first impression of him was that. Yes. But still, like, going, okay, well, his voice is so awesome, and his cadence and all that stuff was just really cool. But it was like, I didn't know him as John Carradine. I knew him as, you know, what is David Carradine. Funky hands. David Carradine. Because I was, uh, I was all into Kung Fu. Kung Fu. Yeah, that's David Carradine. Yeah, because I'm a TV baby from the 70s, so most Who, of my stuff. By the way, Bruce Lee should have had that role by rights, but oh well. <laughs> It was John's influence, John Carradine's influence. That's why the, David got the it. Car- the Carradine dynasty. The Carradine dynasty. Po- the Carradine po- Poland, Hollywood. dynasty. Damn it, I want my son playing that role. <laughs> he you do- will make it happen. He does bald well. <laughs> oh, John Carradine. Uh, yeah, what a guy. So. <laughs> yeah. was, uh, Don't have him open up pickle jars. Wasn't he in a movie with, uh, with yes. John Houston? In John Houston? Probably. Like in the 70s, it was that, what was that well, that scary movie, The Sentinel or whatever? Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, he was, yeah. He, he was Were like, they both in that? He had that creepy. Was John Houston in that? Yeah, John Houston was in that. I just John can't remember. John Houston got into some and really was, weird movies. John Carradine too. was in that too? Yeah. I don't know. That's what I was wondering because for some reason I had it in my head that they were. Because I remember what those, they came in those white contact things oh yeah 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 1977 1977 we're almost there yeah wait a minute martin balsam john martin balsam john carradine marty good old marty balsam christopher walken (laughs) jerry orbach was this this was a sentinel beverly d'angelo eli wallach deborah raffin Good. Burgess Meredith. These are all the people in the Sentinel. Jose Ferrer. Yeah. Arthur Jose. Kennedy. John Carradine. Martin Balsam. I said him. Ava Gardner. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've, have you never seen it? Yeah, but I I don't see John Houston here. I thought he was in it. Maybe I was incorrect. No, he was on some other crap. John Houston was never in anything that was crap. John he Oh, really? <laughs> but anyway, back to John Carradine. Oh wait, Jeff Goldblum was in the Sentinel Jeff as well. Goldblum, all right. Was he? Uh-huh. Oh, why did I think John Houston was in that? Do you know that uh John Carradine was um he was considered for the lead role in Dracula in thirty one? Yeah. Yeah. And he also yeah, yeah. He declined it. Yeah. And it, well, that he declined he says, and refused the role of the monster in Frankenstein, claiming the part was beneath him. <laughs> I know that I find that one funny too. But, but then he later, uh, you know, he played the, you know, the Huntsman and uh, the Bride too, and, and House of Frankenstein. He's he is you know, in that Dracula and House of Dracula. But he yeah. played uh, uh, in Bride of Frankenstein. Yeah. Yes, the, the one of the two hunters that came into the. And found him with the blind man. Right, right. Yeah, and he's the one. Look out! He's the monster. Good, what yes. was it? Good God, man! Can't you see? Or yes, <laughs> what was his big line? But oh, anyway, yeah, yeah. Oh, think about it. That that was our first, probably first impression ever of John Carradine. You know? Oh, in that movie. Yeah. In that movie, and just never really realized it. You're probably right. Yeah, uh, now yeah. I'm thinking about it, yeah, because he had that. that mm-hmm, he mm-hmm. had. 
he would have been a really good Dracula too. He has oh, real, I think he would that have. really gaunt yes, face. I, yes. early in his youth, he he did. You know, in the thirties, he did. Yeah, he and, would have been a good. And if they gave him the beard, like more like a, like the description in the book, right? I right. think he would have. Uh, oh no, I think he would have been way better, way better, truer to the image, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was good because he was also uh, in Stagecoach. Yes. Um, and then he that's why I said, oh, oh, yeah. And then the Ten Commandments, mm-hmm. which, yeah. yeah, yeah, Cecil B. DeMille. See, that's Cecil B. DeMille, who finally gave him, you know, acting jobs. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, voiceover. But that's, but I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, he and to go back, the to only thing you can draw is a crowd. Well, well <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> But yeah, I, th- I think, you know, he was just a, to come back to what Tar was talking oh. about, his early life, that that's pretty fascinating, yeah, you know, and how he... Traveling, you know, keeping himself... Yes. Yeah. And and keeping some a, money in his pocket. As an artist. Yeah. 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 So have you ever really seen any of his art? No. He probably, I'm, I'm, after a while, he after probably could do that, it. After reading that, I'm kind of curious. Me I, too. I would like to see Me some. too. But I mean, with his arthritis, when did that start? coming in that could be I don't a big think factor that, on i don't think that really started kicking in until like 50s and his stuff. his 50s yeah. well, he died in 88 and he was 82 years 82? old. 82 yeah. yeah yeah i remember in the howling i remember yeah. he was in the howling yes yes what was that 78 something Some, like that 77 78 the howling yeah yeah oh i thought that was later than that was it later than that i don't know i thought that was the 80s I, but i could be wrong i don't think so Oh, we're looking the- it up, kids. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, cellular technology. Hold your horses. <laughs> Just hold your horses. 1981. Ooh, oh, Gadfly was oh, right. Yeah, 81. Between 78 and 81, there's not much because, difference anyway. Because that... <laughs> <laughs> the hairdos. The hairdos, not much. Because <laughs> they're, bo- they're all hair don'ts. Oh, boy, mullets, they were- mullets. 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 <laughs> Oh, business in the front, party in the back. Yeah. <laughs> we call that the Canadian waterfall. <laughs> we love you, Canada. Come on, don't. We do. Don't, don't be hating on us. Oh, don't be hating on us, eh? I meant to say it's a Kentucky waterfall. <laughs> don't be hating on us, Kentucky. Same thing, we love y'all. You. We love your bourbon. It's a Brazilian waterfall. Oh, that's a whole different story. <laughs> Ooh. Okay, John Carradine. Yeah. <laughs> Let's shuffle oh, on out of here. Oh, those those Carradines. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we could talk about the other Carradines too. We'll we'll do that sometime. We'll talk about his uh, offspring. Yeah, let's yeah. do. It. Let's do sometime. Seriously. Yeah, sometime. Not not right now. So <laughs> so they can come back and kind of hang out. Yeah, right. <laughs> We're gonna do a brief case, real brief. Here There's two before we get out of here. Oh, hang on. <laughs> oh, the briefcase. This really puts me on the spot. I'll condense it. The briefcase. That's a big briefcase. Willie Slick here. <laughs> My briefcase is Slick and Five of Venoms. Made in nineteen seventy-eight. Directed by Tu Chong, starring Hok Min Kuyash, Jimalo, and <laughs> It's a very good kung fu movie. Willie recommends it highly. 
<laughs> there are five deadly sins. We won't go into them right now because we don't have the time. Watch the movie. You will be highly amused and very much entertained. Thank you. You heard it here first. That was a pretty demanding Willie Slick. <laughs> I think that was more like Wet Willie. <laughs> All right, you're going to hear this episode, and uh, hopefully, before we are at uh, Dark Fest X, which is on the 29th and 30th, Saturday and Sunday, the end of June, come see us. If you, if you say the secret phrase, it's in Avon, Ohio. That's not the secret phrase. Oh, if you say the f- secret phrase. It's in Avon, Ohio. Oh, what? Oh, just no. Avon. Hold on. What secret phrase do we want? They have to come up and say the secret phrase, and we'll give them a prize. Let's give it. Oh, you see, I put you guys on the spot. No, I'm purdy lips are as purdy does. <laughs> <laughs> Purdy lips is as purdy does. You heard it here. All right, that's the secret phrase. You you utter this. You have to you have to lean in and whisper it. God damn it! Where's feather again? <laughs> <laughs> and you will get a prize guaranteed. You'll get a big kiss from Mark, that from Mark Justice. A big sloppy kiss. Dark. Dark X Fast. Fast Dark X Hold on. The room got huge. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I gotta shut this shit off. Alright. You guys ready? Thank you, Jerry. Oh, you guys wanna watch me take a dump? Sure. Not today. This is Professor Feather. And this is the Midnight Jerry Gadfly. (laughs) You've been listening to One Sane Radio. Radio. Check us out on unsaneradio.com. Hope you had fun. Seriously, check it out because it's kind of an interesting site. You get to see all of the artwork and everything that's, that's, that's associated with each of the episodes. And it's pretty spectacular there's some <laughs> there's some really good shit there come on man yeah, the that's unsaneradio.com yeah. really check it out I mean, you'll it? be surprised you will really be surprised i missed that what was it unsaneradio.com and if you want to get in touch with us unsaneradio at gmail.com comments lewd suggestions we love it anything lewd not spewed <laughs> Hey, Jerry, hold it there for a minute. Would you right there? Hold it right there for a minute. I got a comment here that I think we ought to be inserting into this here podcast. Inserting. Let me go. Where's my fleshlight? You can can watch a lot of episodes of Tarn Feathers Psycho Cinema on Vimeo. Just go to Vimeo. I'll put a link in there, but go there. You can see a bunch of our shit. 
I just wanted to put that in there, Jerry. Can you just kind of edit that in there somewhere? Thank you. Oh, and please turn off the microphone before I say all this. Tarredfeather.com. T-A-R-R-A-N-D-F-E-T-H-E-R. Make sure you spell that shit right. Cheers.